We're celebrating, we have been celebrating the mysteries of the Lord, Easter, of course, and then the Ascension. And today, we have the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. I'd like to start with two short stories, very short. One day, the religion teacher was teaching about God. And then she saw a little boy drawing something there, you know, with his crayons. She came, she said, James, what are you doing? He said, I am drawing a picture of God. She said to him, nobody knows what God is like. He said, they will know when I finish with it. <laughs> and the other one, the bishop came for confirmation. And of course, the good sister prepared them very well. But the bishop happened to ask a question, what is the Holy Trinity? Can you imagine little boy? Well, one boy, he was courageous enough, put his hand up. Sister said, not you, my God. He said to the bishop, he mumbled a few words. And the bishop said to him, I do not understand. The boy said to him, you are not supposed to. It is a mystery. The doctrine of the Trinity is never discussed at coffee shops or by business people over pre-luncheon cocktails. We may never think about the Trinity except on Trinity Sunday or occasionally as we make the sign of the cross. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. After years of intense study and research, Albert Einstein, Dr. Albert Einstein, he announced the secret that keeps the world spinning and prevents you and me from spinning off into oblivion. Now, of course, the majority of the ordinary people did not have the slightest idea what was he talking about. I still don't understand it, but I believe him. Most people are prepared to accept the scientists' findings and let the matter rest. We may have the same reaction to the doctrine of the Trinity. By the way, before Jesus came, no one even had an idea about the Trinity. But listen what happens now at the Annunciation in the New Testament. The angel Gabriel appeared to Mary of Nazareth and said to her, Hail, full of grace, 
The Lord is with you. You are going to be the mother of the Son of God. And you want to name him Jesus. And she said to him, how is this going to be since I do not know men? Then listen, the angel said, answered back, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. At the baptism of Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, being baptized, a voice from heaven, this is my beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit, the, the Scripture says, appeared on him in the form of a dove. But we know this only in the New Testament. And Jesus made it very clear about, he said many times, I and the Father are one, and I am going to go away, and I will send you the Holy Spirit, the three persons mentioned. Now, we may have the same reaction, but to the doctrine of the Trinity, as those people, those people's reaction to the theory of Albert Einstein. Theologians are still working at it. Meanwhile, the rest of us might be tempted to say, let's forget it and keep praying. Well, we can solve it, but we can talk about it. For now, because of Jesus, we know more about the Trinity. What should, be able to, what, what should we be able to say about the Trinity? Sooner or later, we have to be able to say, I believe in the Trinity because I have experienced it in my life, my own life. I have experienced the living Christ, the love of God personified. I have experienced the Father, the Creator, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is the center of our Christian life. We might, for example, now this is again, examples are very imperfect, Thomas Aquinas says, but it gives us some idea. We might, for example, um, compare the Trinity to the sun. Today's a beautiful day, you see the sun, which the earth and other planets revolve by which they are held in their orbits and from which they receive light and heat. So the sun, gravity, heat, and light, just from the sun. This somehow three forces in one. Somehow we can 
understand a little bit now about the Trinity. So, God the Father, the Creator, keeps the universe in existence. He is the Lord of the universe. The firmament, Scripture says, proclaims the handmaid of the Lord. He is the manager, the engineer of the universe. God the Son, being supernatural light to the world, I am the, the light of the world, Jesus said. And then the third element, heat. Heat fosters health and, and growth. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual health and spiritual growth through his indwelling in the church and in God's people. And so from every day sight, <clears throat> the sun, we draw some understanding, imperfect as I said, but some understanding of the nature and very life of God. In order to know God and to know him fully, we do not have to leave the ground of our ordinary lives. God speaks to us. He speaks to us in our own language because that's the only language we understand. God is alive and well. But if we never open ourselves, <clears throat> if we never let ourselves go, never seek God in silence, never communicate with him in prayer, then our religion becomes irrelevant. We are to keep a deep relationship with God. God is so good to us that he revealed himself in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the full and the complete revelation of God. Bishop Fulton Sheen used to say, if you want to know how much God loves you, all you have to do is to look at Jesus crucified. There's no religion that gave their only son to suffer and die, except the Christian religion. And so, with the aid of the most powerful modern technology, we admire also the Holy Trinity. And as we come to celebrate the Eucharist, let us unite ourselves with Jesus and in the unity of the Holy Spirit give glory and honor to God the Father. Now, don't 
keep trying to solve the mystery because you're not going to do it, okay? <laughs> As Thomas Aquinas says, the end of it, when our senses fail, faith takes over. That's what's important. We believe what Jesus said. My God and my Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.